Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. We've been gone for a couple weeks because we've been busy. We've been out of town. We've been, we've been going places. But now we're back. And over the past couple weeks, a big part of our lives has been March Madness. We've been watching the games, and we've been submitting brackets. I actually forgot to submit my bracket this year. My friends were kind of angry. Um, I don't know if you submitted your bracket, Ethan. Uh, no, I just did not. <laughs> um, but many people did, and that was a big part of March. And what I remembered is this time last year, there was actually a controversy among the women's NCAA basketball tournament um, that all started around one TikTok. And in this t- TikTok's by a woman named Sedona Prince, who's a collegiate level NCAA Division I basketball player, women's basketball player. And I'm going to play that TikTok now. I got something to show y'all. So for the NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women, this is our weight room. It shows like a a little weight room. room. It's like one stack of weights. And now it's showing the men's weight room, which is a huge weight room with all these benches and these huge uh, Now the pictures of our weight room got released versus the men's. The NCAA came out with a statement saying that it wasn't money, it was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all this is showing this that there's actually a lot of space. For space. Women's, but they, if they you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. So, so this is a big controversy because everybody's saying the women basketball players are not being traded the same in the NCAA tournament. Right. And from the video, you, you could see like huge disparities between the weight rooms and, you know, the excuses that the NCAA immediately made that there wasn't enough space was obviously not true. There was lots of space. So, you know, a few weeks, uh, you know, a week after, a few days after that happened, the NCAA apologized. They gave the women more weights. And, you know, they originally claimed that this happened because of COVID, that, uh, you know, that there wasn't enough planning and that there, this was a problem that would only happen once. But, which was, you know, a pretty lame excuse, but they still decided they would hire a law firm, Kaplan, Heckler, and Fink, and they would do a review of the NCAA and see if they found any gender inequalities uh, between the men and the women in the tournaments, especially, uh, especially in March Madness, the basketball tournaments. So, so f- the firm went around and they did this review over the past year. And um, a few months ago, they released a statement, a long, a long, long, long uh, briefing, basically saying all of the different disparities they found between the men and the women. And they found a lot. So just to start, some of like the, the big ones that people were talking about, um, or the most notable ones and, and the most obvious ones, especially at the beginning, before the report came out that were highlighted in the report, um, is that the women were given worse goodie bags than the men. Um, like they didn't get all the same equipment as men and the same, and the same hoodies and the same like merch. Secondly, the women were giving, given lower quality food. Um, third, the women were given worse COVID tests, which was like a big outrage too, because the one, you know, obviously why would you give different COVID tests? Obviously they were cost cutting on the woman. 
some of the other things that came out in the report, one of the big ones is how big the budget was for the men's versus the women's tournament. So in 2019, before COVID, um, so, you know, without a COVID disruption that might've changed this, the NCAA spent $53.2 million on the men's tournament and only 17.9 million for the women's tournament. So in 2019, there was a $35 million difference in spending for the men's first women's tournament. Right. There was also a huge difference in advertisements, and this was across all sports. Men receive huge posters and billboards and TV campaigns, while women didn't receive anything like this. Thousands of dollars were given more to the men's tournaments for advertising, and the women were given none of this. And so there was no chance for the women to even gain viewership or support because no one knew about them. A lot of people didn't get to know about their tournaments like they did with the men's tournaments that had much, much more advertising. The report also found that the NCAA spent much less on average for each athlete um, in the women's sports than they did on the men's sports. Thousands of dollars were going more towards male athletes than women's athletes. And that's just on an individual athletic uh, athlete level. One person was given uh, was spent thousands of more money on for each tournament than the women. And so this obviously had a huge impact overall. So, for example, for men's ice hockey, the NCAA spent nine thousand eight hundred dollars per player. And for women's ice hockey, they spent three thousand four hundred dollars. So what's that? A. $6,000 difference. They spent two and a half, two times more money on women's ice hockey than men's yeah. ice hockey. Um, we must bring up that, you know, in, in sports like gymnastics and volleyball, women and men were spent, you know, the NCAA spent similar amounts on each player for, for gymnastics and volleyball. But for many sports, the NCAA spent way more on men than the women players. And then another huge difference between them. This was something that was just obvious from the start and that the women who brought up the differences in the weight rooms also brought up this disparity is that the women weren't able to use the name March Madness. They had the title of like, I think NCAA women's tournament versus the men that got the great name March Madness. Everyone knows March Madness, is a huge deal, but the women weren't able to even weren't even able to use that name last year. And then some other like smaller disparities were the fact that just that women had to play more in the, in the same amount of time than men did, meaning that they had less time to rest. They were forced to play, you know, more games um, in a row, sometimes playing two games in a day for certain tournaments, while the men had, you know, days between games. And so, and then even more so, they they were seated a lot of the times based on where their uh, teams were located. That way they had to spend less money on plane tickets. They were trying to cut costs at whatever uh, means necessary. So what did people say nationally after this TikTok came out? People were angry. And obviously we talked about, you know, people that called out the, the food quality for the woman and, and the goodie bags that the woman received, but there was a whole nother side to it. A lot of people defended the NCAA and the defenders used one big statistic. And that's that women's basketball, the championships that, you know, the NCAA, NCAA women's basketball tournament get, has much, much, much less viewership than the men's tournament. The, what does this mean? This also means that the women's NCAA basketball tournament makes much, much, much less money than the men's tournament. So people said by association, the NCAA can't spend as much money on the women's tournament because they're not making enough, you know, the, the money they need to spend for the tournament. Right. Um, the only problem with this, though, is the fact that the women are not given the same standards that the men are given to make money. 
if the women were given the same advertisements that the men could make, then more people would watch their sports and then they could produce more money. That's what a lot of people are saying. The biggest argument against the, the defendants of the NCAA who say the women's tournament doesn't make enough money to have all this money spent on it, the biggest argument against that looks at the broadcast contracts and rights um, that are sold to different broadcasting companies by the NCAA. A couple of years ago, the NCAA spent, sold the broadcast rights to 29 women's sports for $34 million. They sold it to ESPN. 29 sports, one contract, all women's sports, ESPN, $34 million. This is in contrast to a $770 million per year contract signed with CBS for just one sport, which is the NCAA men's basketball. The NCAA wow. is making $34 million over a couple of years for 29 sports, including women's basketball, and $770 million a year for one sport, men's basketball. So the broadcasting rights and the, and the broadcasting money they're making for the women's sport is obviously much lower, right? That would say, well, they don't have the money to spend on the women's tournament. However, the law firm that did the review, their report said that the NCAA does not put any effort into, into getting higher broadcasting contracts for the women's tournament. So they estimated that the NCAA could make between 81 and $112 million per year per year for just the women's broadcasting contract for women's basketball. For, for basketball, right? We're talking about $34 million compared to 112. But that's 34 is just for 29 sports when the 112 is just for the basketball. They can be making so much more money, multiples of millions of dollars more if they got out of their own way and actually put an effort into making this money. And they would finally become profitable with the women's tournament. But they haven't seen the potential and they've overlooked the potential for the women's sports to make money. And that is why the women's tournament received a lot less funding for many years. And that's, you know, one of the, one of the big changes that's going to be made in 2024 when the, the, the $34 million contract runs out is the NCAA will be looking for much bigger contracts for women's basketball. Hopefully they'll get a lot more funding and be on the, uh, you know, on a similar, similar level to the men's tournament. Right. And so a lot of critics of the NCAA say, how can you uh, make an argument that the women's tournaments aren't bringing in enough money if you're not putting in the effort yourself? To make yourself any money, if you're selling, if you're selling them short, then it's not their fault. It's your fault. They could make much more money if you just simply chose to give them the advertisements that they needed and to simply make a more compelling uh, contract. The NCAA is making big strides for more equality between the men's and women's basketball tournament, as we've seen by the, the NCAA letting the women's tournament in 2022 use March Madness. That's the, you know, the name of the tournament for the first time ever. So the women's tournament is getting a lot higher status. They've spent much more money on the women's tournament this year. They've, they've hired new staff. They're making improvements. Right. And hopefully we can see continued improvements over the next few years as these contracts expire and they can make more lucrative uh, contracts that will support the women. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find more of us at theyoungperspective.net. You can email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Find us at in, on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.